Hello and welcome back to the Conflict Skills Podcast. I'm your host, professional mediator Simon Good. In today's episode of the podcast, I'm going to be talking about how to have a discussion with a friend about your relationship. There might be situations where there has been an incident, like maybe you've had a disagreement or a fight with them, and you're looking for an opportunity to clear the air, hopefully to stop the relationship from continuing to deteriorate if it's heading in a negative direction. But there might also be situations where you're not sure what's happened. The other person seems like maybe they're upset and you'd like to know what's going on. First, because probably in some situations you'd like to make amends or apologize or whatever might be needed for the issue itself. But it might also be the kind of thing that's standing in between the two of you as a barrier for becoming closer. So in the episode today, that will be the focus. It's on the actual conversation. Now, this is the third in a series of episodes looking at repairing relationships with friends. This today's episode is 31. Uh, Two episodes ago, in episode 29, I was talking about some of the general principles for repairing a friendship, some of the ways to manage your thinking and the way that you, I guess, even consider the relationship itself and then how that would impact on your behavior, particularly when you're dealing with the other person but also talking about how to manage some of the strong emotions that come up when we're in conflict or there's tension or strain in our relationships with our friends. And I suppose the closer the friend is that we're dealing with, the stronger that those emotions would tend to be. And so I talked about some of the different options for either displaying or describing those emotions and what you might be able to do, though, in the meantime, to manage some of that on your end. In episode 30, which was the previous episode to this one, I talked specifically about the topic of apologies. So the five different kinds of apology and going through some examples that you would use with your friends. So I just, I suppose, wanted to explain where this episode sits in terms of that context. And if you're interested in some of those other topics specifically, please uh, check those out. Before we get into the topic though, just a big thank you as usual for listening. If you've got a question, an idea for a topic for a future episode of the podcast, you'd like, you know, some clarification about something that I've talked about today, you can send me an email is the best way to get in touch. And the email address is podcast at simongood.com. That's S-I-M-O-N-G-O-O-D-E.com. All right, let's get into that topic of these difficult discussions with our friend. So let's think then about a possible structure for a conversation about repair with a friend. And as usual, I don't want to imply that everything needs to happen in this very structured and contained way. For me, I mean, it's probably because I spend a lot of time thinking about conflict and training people in conflict resolution skills. So I've sort of done my best to think about these conversations in a step-by-step way because that's often what people are looking for, is what are the elements that are needed for this conversation to be more productive. But what often happens is that the way that the conversation unfolds is much more organic. You might bounce between the different sections or talk about a different unrelated topic before coming back to something. And all of that is perfectly fine. Generally speaking, though, I do think that order matters, the order that you talk about things in. And I would almost always recommend starting with the other person's perspective first. So focus initially at least on listening to genuinely understand what the other person's saying, but more importantly, to give them the sense that you understand what they're saying, that you understand their perspective. You don't necessarily need to imply agreeing or disagreeing, but that is the key foundation to be built in this conversation 
if there's going to be any chance of repair moving forward. It's essential for trust to be built. It's really important in terms of de-escalation and the other person's brain literally being activated in a way that's needed for problem solving. So I would do that first. Then if there is something that you'd need to share, you disagree with their perspective, you have also been upset about something, I'd do that second. Then potentially go back to listening again if they react and they're upset or affected by whatever you've talked about. And then the third step is collaborative problem solving. It's how can we fix this moving forward? What tweaks would be needed? Oh, I didn't realize you felt like that. I'll be more careful with my words or whatever. But maybe there's something that's needed in terms of repair. Let me buy you a beer or something like that. I would focus on listening first, then share your perspective, then shift the focus towards that collaborative problem solving. If you're a what you might call a red type of personality, the very results-oriented, driven, efficient way of working, pretty capable person a lot of the time, you're probably quite good at focusing on the solutions. I think this would help. What do you think? The challenge there is that if the other person doesn't feel like we understand their perspective, it's likely that there's a limited amount of buy-in or engagement Whereas once they feel like we're on the same page, at least in terms of this mutual understanding, there is often a much higher willingness to be flexible or to commit to something or even to trust to give you a go if this is a situation where you might have let them down, for example, a couple of times before. Now, in terms of the actual steps, I really like a model that was outlined by Dr. Richard Bramson. He has talked in a number of his books about dealing with difficult people, particularly at work. But I think that the same conversation works really well in personal friendships too. So he talks about seven steps in his model. First, it would be to make a short fuse appointment, um, sort of implying that the meeting will be soon after, like are you free this afternoon to catch up, that kind of thing. Hey, can I buy you lunch today? Then once we meet the person, what we want to do is to set the stage. We want to create an environment that's conducive and open to honest discussion, which means that we need to name why we wanted to talk to them. And it's usually a comment about the state of the relationship. So openly discussing how things have been. Then the next step is to prepare to be dumped on. After that, we convey understanding. And there's the important part here is that there's no excuse or apology. It's just acknowledging, it's just validating, it's just confirming the fact that we get where they're coming from. Then we would state our intentions and then finally move on to problem solving. So in an example with a friend, a a short fuse appointment might look like something like, hey, you know, you're free later this afternoon or is there a time this week we can catch up? And if they say how come or what's the big deal or why is it urgent, you probably will need to refer to the fact that you want to talk about the relationship. So I'll just do it in a very mutual, sorry, mutual and neutral way. I wanted to talk about how things have been between us or just wanted to touch base about what's going on in both of our lives lately and where our heads are at or, yeah, I just wanted to touch base about how things have been, what's been going on, sort of feel like we've been a little bit disconnected and, yeah, wondering if maybe this might be an opportunity to connect. You might need to explain the fact that you want to meet to talk about the relationship, although in other situations you might just leave that until you actually meet. But then it is important to at least shift the conversation to that topic. And one of the ways that you can do it that tends to not trigger the defensiveness is just talk about facts. But again, we would talk about this in a very mutual way. I noticed we've been arguing more than we usually do lately. Or it feels like our conversations haven't been as easy as they used to be. 
Um, you could say something like, I feel like I need to walk on eggshells around you or you've been so reactive or every time I've wanted to hang out, you've brushed me off. But again, I, I just feel like a much more mute, mutual <laughs> way of phrasing that is often just so much more helpful. Um, it seems like maybe we've got different needs in terms of hanging out together. Or it just sounds like we've got different ideas about how frequently we'll, we'll do whatever the activity is that we normally do. So it's commenting something about the relationship. It feels like things have been a bit strained. I wonder if there's been a bit of tension between us lately. I'm wondering if I've done something that's upset you. I'm wondering if something that's happened that's impacted you. And then the fourth step is prepare to be dumped on. (laughs) I really want to understand how you're feeling about all of this. Please be honest with me, even if it's hard to say. What I'll really do is try my best to listen without judging or defending myself like explicitly saying that, but showing them that you're prepared to do that. If they finish something and you're feeling like your buttons are getting pushed, do your best to just say, okay, look, I wasn't aware of that. Could you tell me a bit more about this or this or this? The curiosity needs to be genuine, but it should be about going to the underlying facts. You know, I was just so annoyed when you did this. And that might be, from your perspective, completely unfair. It wasn't your fault. And why should they be annoyed at you? But the starting point should be about acknowledgement. Gosh, I hadn't realized that you were feeling that way. Is this the first time that you felt like that? Or have there been other situations where a similar thing has happened? So we can almost prepare to be dumped on. Often when this catches us off guard, we might get defensive and react. But given the fact that you know that this may be a difficult conversation is coming, hopefully this is something that you are prepared for. Then we convey our understanding and then the following step is to state your intentions. So you could say something like, I can see why you felt upset when I cancelled our plans at the last minute. Again, there were a number of factors that were outside of my control, but nevertheless, I can really see where you're coming from. You were counting on me and I let you down. I really value our friendship and I, I want to work through this. Next time round, of course, I'll do my best to make sure that I let you know But have you got other ideas about what might prevent this situation from coming up again moving forward? Your message should be about, I'm willing to make change because I don't want to have these same misunderstandings or this same challenge in our relationship occur in the future. And then again, it does depend on the situation that you're dealing with, but after that it would be problem solving. Do we need to put some dates in our diary so that there's not all of the back and forth and crossed wires about scheduling when we're going to catch up? Uh, Maybe there are particular topics that you've discussed and one person was annoyed that you've shared that in public. We'll maybe discussing then how you'll manage interactions moving forward. If it was a social media fight or something like that, maybe you could just agree not to comment on each other's posts or, you know, depending on the situation, there might be specific steps that are needed. And of course, the more detailed that you are in that plan, the more likely it is that you'll follow through with it. But in other situations, it's probably fine just to say, Gosh, you know, thanks for letting me know and I really appreciate your your willingness to listen. Uh, On my part, I'm really willing to do my best to make sure that I'm a little bit more aware or I'm a little bit more um, patient or careful in my words or whatever else you're actually assuring them that you're going to do. And then maybe in some situations, the best strategy then is to shift the topic. I'm not necessarily saying that every Australian wants to go and drink a beer, but that could be one option is how about we go and have a drink. Or how about we go for a walk with the dog? Or how about we you know, get together and play some video games? Or whatever it is that you would normally do with that particular friend. In terms of the tone, of course, we want to use the low tone, the slow speed. 
in our body language, particularly when the other person's starting to get worked up, just doing our best to stay very composed and neutral. We're paying attention, we're listening, we're engaged, but as much as possible, we're not reactive. So limiting your hand gestures, keeping your facial expressions relatively neutral if possible, nodding, uh uh-huh, okay, allowing pauses, slowing down where needed. If your goal is to have a conversation that's calm and structured and future-focused, you will probably need to be putting in more than your fair share of that type of energy into the conversation at the beginning. Because if it's a situation that the other person wasn't prepared for, it's likely that they'll react initially. You will need to really be contributing that calm, composed, we can get through this, I'm not flustered, I'm not flapped, it'll be okay. This is a point in time, you know, things will continue to change moving forward. I don't want to catastrophize and panic and overreact. Let's just see what we can do to get through this together. And then as you continue to be able to hold on to that, you will display all of those different characteristics, which will help to regulate the other person's nervous system alongside your own. So I hope that that's been helpful for you, thinking about some of the different phrases and the structure that could be helpful in these types of conversations with a friend. Again, if you've got a question, feedback about the podcast, an idea for a different topic that would be useful for you, maybe something related to work or a family interaction or something like that, you can send me an email. It's podcast at simongood.com. Otherwise, as always, thank you very much for listening and all the best managing the conflict situations coming up for you in the next week or two. Bye for now.